It's wrong to criticize leaders of the church, even if the criticism is true. I have no doubt on the basis of what I have, have studied and learned that Mormons, including local leaders of our church, were prime movers in that terrible episode and participated in the killing. Some of them are a little darker, some of them have slant eyes. Pay, lay, You beautiful girls don't wander around looking like men. Put on a little lipstick now and then and look a little charming. It's that simple. And if they have a Catholic background, y si tienen un antecedentes católicos, they don't know who God is. No saben quién es Dios. They don't know who the Savior is. No saben quién es el Salvador. Nor do they know who the Holy Ghost is. Y no saben quién es el Espíritu Santo. And we know y nosotros who, who sí they sabemos are. quiénes son. Because Joseph Porque José knelt in the presence of the Father and the Son. Se arrodilló en la presencia del Padre y del Hijo. You're saying to them, bring your faith with you, right? Sure. You're not saying leave your Catholicism. I say this to other people. You, you... Develop all the good you can. We have no animosity toward any other church. We do not oppose other churches. We never speak negatively of other churches. We say to people, you bring all the good that you have and let us see if we can add to it. You all look alike. White shirts, some of them a little wrinkled. Ties, I look at you, I look at your faces and think of your age. And I'm inclined to say, well, you're not much to look at, but you're all the Lord has. <laughs> Each of us has to face the matter. Either the church is true or it is a fraud. There is no middle ground. It is the church and kingdom of God or it is nothing. Less than a year ago, right here in Washington, D.C., my friend killed himself. He was Mormon and gay. You've gone on record saying that the church does not give apologies. Does religious freedom absolve you from responsibility in the gay Mormon suicide crisis? I think that's a question that will be answered in, on Judgment Day. I can't, uh, I can't answer that beyond what has already been said. Those things have to be judged by higher authority than exists on this earth. And I'm ready to be accountable to that authority. The rightness or wrongness of it, I'll be accountable to higher authority for that. That's the way I look on that one. And nobody is sadder about a case like that than, than I am. I hit my companion. Oh, is that all, I said in great relief. But I floored him, he said. After a little more... Uh, research into what had happened, my response was, well, thanks. Somebody had to do it, and it wouldn't... <laughs> and it wouldn't be well for a general authority to solve a problem in that way. <laughs> now, I'm not recommending that course to you, my young friends, but I'm not omitting it. You must... <laughs> 
You must protect yourselves. Some suppose that they were preset and cannot overcome what they feel are inborn tendencies toward the impure and the unnatural. Not so. Why would our Heavenly Father do that to anyone? We do not make an, a judgment about someone's attraction. We don't know why that attraction came that way. And if I haven't done well enough to teach it, shame on me. We are not passing judgment, but we're not, we're not making them second-class citizens. There are no homosexual members of the church. Marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. So we do not discriminate, and we are not bigots. My wife is afraid I'm going to hit her with a bottle of water. <laughs> to do family history. That's why I believe the computer came into existence. That's why God revealed, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a member of the church to have spiritual insight and promptings, the creation of that tool, com the computer. And as soon as that surfaces for the purposes of God, what does the, the devil do on the, on the left side? Oh, he said, you're going to play that game? I'm in it. <laughs> I'll put on the internet filth. I'll put on ugliness. I'll put on spiritual destructive images. We'll call it pornography. It'll be awful. And anybody that goes there, I'll capture them. Dear brethren, we have reviewed the report of the financial operations of the Corporation of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. May each of us emulate the Prophet Joseph's great example. He taught the truth. He lived the truth. He shared the truth. Bravo! Some say that karma is a bitch. Some say that karma is a bitch. To the big show.
Welcome everyone to Ex-Mormon Live. It is great to be back. It's been a while. Been on a little bit of a hiatus here. But uh, as always, we are being broadcast live from the Vatican and Mecca of Mormonism. Worldwide, all across the globe on TuneIn Radio to all 25 time zones around the world. And this is the show for Monday, the 23rd of July, 2018. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are currently located on this spinning planet that we call the Earth. A lot of destruction movies out there. Uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. We got the super volcano in Yellowstone. Who knows? We could be here today, gone tomorrow, so let's take advantage of the time we got, right? But uh, anyway, I won't be taking any phone calls tonight, but normally the phone number to call into the show each and every night is 435-363-9665 or 435-36-XMO5. And you can also hit me up on Twitter at hashtag ExmoLive, E-X-M-O-L-I-V-E, or simply at ExMormon. We also have a Facebook group for Ex-Mormon Live, and I'm also Ex-Mormon Live on Skype. And you can also hit me up at ExMormonLive at gmail.com. Also, we do have a listener-only line if you wanted to call in and listen. If you don't have the uh, internet connection or the data or whatever it is, uh, you can always just call in with your cell phone. Most people have unlimited minutes nowadays, so you can call in anytime and listen to the show at 605 562-8064. Again, 605-562-8064. Also, if you want to get all this information, if you didn't get all that, I do say it every night, but you can just go to exmormonlive.com and all the information is there for you to look at and check out. All right. Uh, So yeah, I've been on a bit of a hiatus. I had, uh, there was uh, some family health problems and people that were sick and other things that came up and just been a lot of things going on and I as I always say I will always put my family first I love the show I'm very passionate about it but my family will always and myself will always come first before the show if I do have you know a need to take care of things that uh, do not allow me to do the show Uh, for those who have been supportive and sent me messages and been true friends and supporters of the show Thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys. You're awesome. For those that did not support me, uh, for those that criticized me, for those that trashed me, for those that called me a quitter, (laughs) fuck you. And uh, especially those who said that I should put my show before my family. Uh, Double fuck you. I mean, come on, man. What kind of sick fuck do you have to be to put something like this as important as it is to me? before your own family and your children. I mean, you've got to be some some kind of fucking twisted piece of shit. And uh, I, you know who you are. I know who you are. And, and that's what you are. So uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, there's a third time. Anyway, uh, but again, I'm just so appreciative for those of you that have been patient, that have been supportive, that have messaged me and said, hey, are you okay? You know, I, I just really appreciate you guys. And uh, I know that you're... you're true friends and supporters and appreciate what I do and I also know that you would not want me to put the show uh, that I do above my own family and their needs so 
anyway, I should be good to go. I mean, if, you know, if everything stays good, uh, I should be able to do the show Monday through Friday, like like before. Um, you know, just been on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, the last show I did was great. I listened back to it. It was great. I had no idea I wouldn't be doing a show for a while. Uh, but, you know, life happens, man, and uh, you do the best you can. But I'm back. Uh, I'm sure the church will be absolutely thrilled to have me back on the air each and every night, trashing them and exposing them to the world with the truth and the facts, which is what I do, and with passion, which uh, I have a lot of. Um, for those of you out there who want to uh, copy the show and do your own show, I wish you the best of luck. It takes a lot of time, money, and passion, uh, all of which I know uh, some of you don't have. Uh, you know, I mean, it takes everything. It takes a lot. And so, uh, again, they say that, you know, somebody, uh, you know, trying to copy you is uh, flattery. You know, they're trying to do it. But uh, it's, I, I highly doubt that there will ever be anybody else ever that will do or attempt to do a daily live show uh, on ex-Mormonism, you know, or on Mormonism, even on Mormonism. I highly doubt that there will be anyone that will ever do a daily show. Uh, I just don't believe it. Again, uh, I know what it takes. I know what it takes financially. I know what it takes emotionally. I know what it takes, uh, you know, your time. Um, it's a lot, man. And, and, and I, I love doing it. But, but what drives me is my passion. You've got to have the passion. And, and uh, you know, man, it, it help. I mean, if you don't have the passion, it's not going to work, even if you had the money and the time. And so you got to have all three. And uh, I know, I mean, the big one for most people is time. Most people can't do it. And I found out in the last few months, and you know, just how hard it is to maintain the show and deal with things that are happening within my family. And, and you know, there's been a lot going on. So uh, anyway, I'm just glad to be here tonight. And I will be here each and every night. And I'll, uh, I'll let you know every night on Twitter when the show is going to start. I'm going to aim for 1 a.m., and I'm not sure how long the shows are going to be, but I'll do as long as I can each night. And hopefully as time progresses, I'll be able to extend the time a little bit and get back to where I want to be. So anyway, great to be here. Thank you for uh, being out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Uh, I mean, this show has been a great, uh, great journey. You know, we're coming up on three years in November, on November uh, 23rd of this year. That'll be three years. Started back on the 23rd of November in 2015, 18 days after the Mormon cult announced their gay hate doctrine. So it was my honor to start this show. Uh, so it's, it's amazing how many times I have to link back to that. You know, it's amazing what is going on out there as far as the gay hate doctrine still to this day. And it's also amazing how many people are completely fucking clueless about it and the impact that it's having still to this day, uh, you know, and how they think that, you know, hey, things are looking up, things are getting better, but they're not. They're absolutely not, okay? So, uh, wow, I mean, what, what can I say, you know? I mean, I, I can talk till I'm blue in the face, and some people will just never, never get it. Um, I keep hoping, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I've got to, uh, hang on just one moment here. I wanted to look up uh, something I wanted to use here on the show in a little while. 
There's so much. I mean, uh, again, there's been a lot going on, man, a lot. And I'm just really uh, appreciative of everybody out there that tweets, that does all that they can, you know, to expose Mormonism with the time and the resources that they have. I really, really do appreciate that. I mean, I am set up for the long haul. I've been told that uh, because I took a hiatus, uh, I was told by one person that I've I'm uh, basically a quitter, that I've wasted my money and my time. And, and it's like, you know, I honestly believe, and, and some of you out there would probably agree with me, I think a lot of you would, if I never did another show, ever, you know, just what I've done. I mean, 360-something shows, uh, you know, 15, 1,600 hours of show, uh, you know, the church monitoring my show from multiple locations, you know, um, I mean, a 24-7 radio station that gets thousands of hours of listeners from around the world every single month, you know. I mean, there's people on there all the time. There's a bunch of you out there right now from all around the world listening to this show live, and I, I mean, I appreciate each and every one of you. And so if, if I, again, just based on what I've done, you know, all the podcasts going back to 2005, you know, and I'm not bragging. I'm just, I'm proud of what I've been able to accomplish. And I'm just trying to make a point here for those of you who think that I've wasted my time and my money and that I'm a loser and a quitter or whatever. I don't give a fuck what you think. But I'm just pointing out that, you know, I've been podcasting since 2005. I had a very popular blog at one time. It still gets a lot of hits. Um, you know, uh, 13, coming up on 14 million downloads of the podcast that I've done, which doesn't even include this show uh, that I've been doing. I mean, I, I can't imagine the hits I'm going to get when I have all, you know, three, four hundred episodes out there, five hundred episodes out there. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just saying, if I didn't do another thing ever, you know, ha you know, even if I hadn't even started this show, I think that the work that I had done would have been enough to stand on its own merit. And then you add this show to it, and I'm going to publish all the episodes that I've done from the beginning. And again, if I never did another show, I would be very proud and pleased with what I've accomplished and what I've done. Now, is my work done? Hell no. I mean, I, I like to think that I'm just getting started. I, I can't wait to continue this show for, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years, as long as I can do it. As long as I'm on the earth and I can do this show, I plan on doing it, you know. And so I'm going to be here a long time. That's the plan. Uh, but, you know, there might be little periods here and there where I need to take a hiatus and handle, you know, family situations or people that are sick or sick kids or, you know, and I'm going to take that time. Uh, but then I'll be back. I will be back. You know, I mean, unless I'm physically unable to do the show, I will do the show. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm and I'm not just proud of myself. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of the support I've gotten over the years. I mean, 14 million downloads don't happen on their own. I mean, obviously, uh, and there's a, you know, a huge following out there of what I do, and a lot of downloads going on. I mean, right now, we're still getting, I'm, I'm just on the old podcast that I'm doing, we're getting like 300,000 plus downloads a month. I mean, that's with the, the rants, the ex-Mormon rants that Demon and I did, other shows that I did with Demon and others, and... Uh, my original 20-episode podcast, Mormon Truth, that I started. Uh, I mean, there's just, man, there is such a thirst out there for what I'm doing, what many of you are doing, so keep it up. People love it. People need it. People want it. 
and the church hates it and they hate us for it because we are simply telling the truth and that's the one thing that they don't want anyone to do is to tell the truth so anyway uh, i just wanted to mention that but uh, again you know back to this uh you know the gay hate doctrine it hasn't changed you know they they keep people keep talking about it like you know oh well maybe maybe it's gonna get better and maybe it, you know and they've been saying this for years and years and years I mean, I have comments going all the way back to my original podcast from 2005 talking about their gay hate, their bigotry, and how it's never going to change. All right? It's been 13 years, and what has happened in the 13 years? It has only gotten worse, and they've proven that everything I ever said about it is true. I mean, what are the odds that they're going to just wake up one day, and I've talked about this extensively on the show, they're going to wake up one day and be like, hey, you know what? Let's let gay couples get married in the temple. Really? I mean, if you believe that, I just think you're so naive. I mean, I'm willing to stand strong on this. I know a lot of you compare it to blacks getting the priesthood. I don't even think it's in the same galaxy. I mean, that was easy. But, but saying that Adam and Eve is bullshit, and it was really Adam and Adam and Eve and Eve, I mean, think about that. It's not going to happen. The proclamation of the family is bullshit. Uh, you know, that they keep talking about. Hinckley called it revelation, right? So, I mean, that's a big deal. And it's not, you know, it's, it's just simply not going to, uh, to change. It's really not. And so that, that's why, you know, I just continue to, uh, you know, beat the drum and do what I do. And I have such motivation to do this show. I'm always improving things. I'm always adding more things uh, to my equipment, to better things. I mean, I'm constantly looking to upgrade. It's kind of an obsession that I really want to up, you know, have the best equipment and the best show and the best sound. And so I keep trying to do everything I can to make it the best for you guys because I appreciate how much you support the show and, and it means a lot. So I feel like you deserve that. Um, so anyway, there's so many things to talk about that have happened in the past few months, but, uh, I'm going to start with, uh, one topic that's been in the headlines quite a bit, and it is the, uh, $25,000 donation that, you know, bo I'm going to say bogus bullshit donation that the church gave to the uh, group affirmation, you know, I mean, the LDS Foundation, the charitable division of the Mormon Church, has donated $25,000 to the LGBTQ support group to pay for suicide prevention training. And I'm not going to read the whole article to you. There's a whole bunch of articles about it in the Tribune and everything. Um, it says the gift is being called historic by affirmation members who say it marks the first time the LDS Church, or the, you know, the Church of Joseph Smith of Latter-day Child Brides uh, has worked with the Independent Support Group for Gay Mormons. You know, I should say gay haters. Um, you know, and, and they talk about how, you know, they've been building a productive relationship with the church to create a safe space for LGBTQ people. Um, Affirmation President Carson Tuller, who is a tool, uh, said in an interview. I mean, I, look, I got no tolerance for this bullshit. And apparently some other people don't either. I'm really, really happy to see that other people are coming around. Other people are starting to see what I see. And they're re saying what I've been saying, repeating what I've been saying. 
And I mean, I you know, hopefully they just came to that decision on their own. But I've been saying it forever, man. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with affirmation? I mean, they actually think they're working with the church. I mean, they're as delusional as they come. There is no working with the church. You know, the same thing with the Loud Love concert that I covered last year, and I'll be covering it again. Come on, man, pull your heads out of your asses. You are not working with the church. They are not really supporting your concert. It's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit. You know, pull back the curtain, man. I mean, look, these, nothing has changed. So as much as they can pretend publicly to support, you know, the LGBTQ through concerts or donations or whatever it may be, they don't. And they never have and they never will. They are looking simply for a bunch of suckers, and they found them, that will actually believe and, and give good publicity for them about how tolerant and loving and caring they are. And at the same time, you know, nothing has changed. I mean, and what do I mean by that? Nothing has changed. The doctrine, the, the gay hate doctrine from 2015 has not changed. All right? Uh, I mean, look, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I know it like the back of my hand. I mean, I can read it to you word for word, but, you know, basically if you're in a gay married relationship, you know, I mean, you're gay and you're married, you have to have a mandatory court. And your children are banned from the church. They can't even get baptized. Um, and then when they turn 18, if they want to join the church, they have to basically condemn your marriage, which is condemning their parents, the people that have raised them and taken care of them. They have to move out of their house, and they have to petition the first presidency to get back into the cult. And, and the whole point of all that is the church is hoping that no one ever does it. They're just like, you know what, uh, let's make it so fucking difficult that no one's going to even want to do it. And we'll also make them hate us so much that they won't want to do it. And we'll, uh, you know, make sure that they're uh, not going to come back into the church. At the same time, they're like, oh, but we still want you to come. And, you know, you can participate. You just can't get baptized. You can't do anything else that any of the other kids are doing. You can't become a member. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, but again, so that's mandatory, mandatory court, as I've talked about extensively, and I've got it on my Twitter, all over the place. Um, I mean, I guess I could pull it up here, and I, I was going to do that, and I did not, but let me just see here real quick, uh, if I can find it real fast. But, again, I mean, so... What are the cases where there may be a court? I mean, let me just, again, I just got to make this clear. Because they keep talking about, oh, they gave $25,000. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God. I mean, they're, they're supporting us. We're on board. We've got a partnership. We're, isn't it wonderful? And it's like, oh, my God, no. Because they're still saying that you're worse than uh, a child rapist, a rapist, a pedophile, uh, you know, a man that beats his wife, someone that tries to kill someone, attempted murder. Like, you're worse than these people. And why are you worse? Because they may have a court. Like, you can try to kill someone, you can rape someone, you can rape a child, you know, child sex abuse, you can abandon your family, you can beat the shit out of someone, you can beat the shit out of your wife. You know, I, I guess it could go both ways. The wife could beat the shit out of the husband with a baseball bat, you know. But, but again, all that... As horrible as it may sound, that may require a court, you know? It's not mandatory. There may be a court. 
However, if you're just simply in a gay, loving marriage and relationship with children, mandatory court, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to get excommunicated, I mean, I guess I'll say 99.9% of the time, but let's go with 100, all right? That's, that's more likely. 100% of the time, you're going to get, you know, uh, get <laughs> uh, excommunicated. I mean, come on. You know, they're, they're just simply not going to um, tolerate it. So, um, oh, God. I mean, I, I just don't know what it takes for people to uh, understand this. So, I mean, they can, they can do all the PR bullshit they want. I mean, they can just go on and on and on and on and on. But why are people buying it? Unless the doctrine has changed, nothing has changed. It's the same. So all this shit that they're doing to make people think that they're, oh, they're so loving and caring and wonderful and everything, it's bullshit, man. Total bullshit, lies, smoke and mirrors. Don't buy it. Don't believe it, you know? I mean, my God, it's uh, it's horrible. Oh, man. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break, you know? And and they keep doing this shit, you know? And, 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 and Nelson, I mean, since he took over, I mean, he's having a good old time uh, playing these games, you know? And then what happens? The people that he's donating to, they're all, uh, you know, saying, oh, look at that. Look at that. The church is supporting it. It's historic. They've never done this before. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, and you believe it. You believe. I mean, I'm just going to keep banging this drum, folks, until you figure it out, for those of you out there that haven't figured that out yet. So, again, yeah, I'm looking at the whole, uh, you know, I mean, you may have a court, you know, again, attempted murder, rape, sexual abuse, spouse abuse, intentional serious, intentional serious physical injury of others, deliberate abandonment of your family, you know, adultery, fornication, you know, uh, I mean, you can even be in homosexual relations as long as you're not committed to someone. Like, you can just be out fucking around and be gay, and you may have a court. Like, they're, you know, they're going to go lenient, you know, uh, especially if you're sexually cohabitating with someone. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, they're, I mean they, so what they're actually promoting is, if you're gay, you're better off. You're actually better off, which is just hard to fathom. But you're better off not being in a committed relationship, not being married, and just fucking around. Like, basically being a, you know, a slut, like, you know, any heterosexual person that's doing that, you know? I mean, that, I mean I'm just saying, like, you know, you're just sleeping around, you're not committed, you're, and they're like, well, you might have a court. And then you're like, well, I found someone I really love, I want to settle down and be with them. And they're like, oh, now the court's mandatory. <laughs> I mean, holy fuck! Wow, I mean, this is mind—it's mind-blowing stuff. I mean, every time I talk about it, I'm just amazed and and stunned. I'm just like, wow. I mean, how in the world can this be the way that they're doing it? You know, um, hang on just a second here. I gotta gotta mute my uh, notifications here. Hang on just a moment, folks. But anyway, um, it's just insane. I mean. Okay, there we go. All right, so, uh, yeah. Again, back to the donation, okay? So so the church donated $25,000 to, uh, you know, the LGBTQ organization affirmation. And the president is just so fucking pumped, man. I mean, like, oh, we've been working. The, like, they went and asked the church for this amount of money. And the church, 
gave them the money eventually. And so they, they see that as a wonderful victory. I'm going to tell you what I would have done if I was the head of affirmation here in just a moment. Um, oh, God. I mean, hang on just one moment here. Let me just uh, save this real quick. Okay. Oh, mercy. All right. So um, let me just see if there are any other quotes in this article I wanted to read. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they're bragging about, you know, they're, they're going to train people and suicide prevention. Um, and then, I mean, like, this is one of those places where our missions overlap and mesh. Really? The, I, I mean, suicide prevention? Really? Like, you actually believe that they want to have suicide prevention. They're the ones causing the suicides. In my opinion, they want them to happen. In my opinion, they're happy about it because they're getting rid of people uh, with, in, in their opinion, in their minds, clean hands, and in the minds of many others with clean hands. But at the same time, I mean, having, having people kill themselves that are your enemies and are embarrassing you and exposing you, I mean, it's wonderful because you don't have to get your hands dirty. And then you can pretend, you can do all this PR bullshit to make people actually believe that you care and that you love these people when you don't. Um, and, and so again, it's, you know, it's, it's basically like a, like a, you know, a homosexual genocide, you know, within the church. I mean, they're doing like a cleansing of all the gay people and, and they're, I mean, everything they do doctrinally is to literally destroy them and drive them to suicide. And then they do all these PR things publicly to give people hope, to make people believe that they actually care when they don't. Uh, and so that's what just gets me going. Um, it says, more than just making history, the donation also could save lives, said Tuller, because it will allow affirmation leaders to become certified suicide prevention trainers. We hope that the LDS Foundation grant uh, to affirmation will aid in suicide prevention, uh, you know, will be encouragement to LDS members, bishops, young men, young women. Pre I mean, come on, man. I mean, really, you actually believe that they're going to, like, Mormon bishops are now all going to be like, oh, sweet, okay, this is good, you know, now we can all get behind the gay movement. Especially the one in the church. I mean, come on, it's not going to happen. Anyway, he says, we can't do this alone. Uh, but I, again, I, I just find myself wondering, why would you turn to the enemy why would you turn to the enemy and expect them to be the ones to want to save lives? The, the ones that still have the doctrine that, you know, gays are banned, excommunicated, children banned, worse than rapists, worse than attempted murders. Like, why would you turn to them? Worse, I mean, worse than child sex abusers? I mean, that's really, you know, insane. I mean, like, so if you're gay and happily married, you're worse than a child sex abuser? Holy shit, Batman. I mean, wow. I mean, let that sink in for a minute. I mean, if you're out there and you're listening to this show and you're gay and you're in a monogamous relationship and you're married, maybe even married, just imagine that the big 15 of the church, the big 15, especially the prophet and his first counselor, they are 100% and everybody else supports it too, so they're all guilty, but they all believe that you're worse than a child rapist. I mean, wow, my God. That should wake you up a little bit, I hope. Uh, so anyway, let me tell you what I would have done. And then I want to read uh, some words from somebody that 
uh, also agrees with what I'm saying and disagreed with them accepting the $25,000. But this is what I would have done. If, if I, and, and again, uh, this goes back to the Love Loud concert last year and the one coming up, you know, when the church offered their support and, uh, you know, Dan Wren, LDS, uh, you know, which maybe some of you think he's wonderful and support him and what he's doing. And, I mean, I support the idea of what he's doing, but what I don't support is him accepting, again, support from the church in order to give them good PR when they still are banning gay people, gay children, and, you know, considering them worse than hardcore criminals and child rapists, okay? I mean, give me a break, you know? Uh, and I've got some examples I'll share here in a minute, probably controversial examples that people won't like and they'll think it's too extreme, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's what I believe, you know, it makes sense to me. And I'm a very logical person. I love common sense and logic, and it works. Uh, so, again, um, you know, they're, they're accepting the support of the church. So what I would have done is I would, like, last year, if I was in charge of Love Loud or I was Dan Ren LDS, uh, you know, from Imagine Dragons, I would have said, fuck no, we're not accepting your support. You're the ones killing the kids. You're the ones driving them to suicide. You're the one driving them to depression and death. You're, you're the cause. We're having this concert to help these kids, and you throwing your support behind the concert is terrible because you're giving them a false message of love and support when you still condemn them. So fuck no, I don't want your support. Go fuck yourselves. Take your support and shove it right up your, your uh, arrogant Mormon asses and, and forget it. And then I would have held a press conference and said, you wouldn't believe what the church just tried to do. They tried to throw their support behind this concert. And I rejected it because they're the reason that we're having the concert. They're the reason. I mean, these guys are still trying to like be friends with the church. And I mean, I think Dan Wren LDS is still trying to like believe in the church, which is like preposterous. I mean, come on, dude, get over it. It's a fucking fraud. It's a cult. It's a bigoted cult that hates gay people and wants them to kill themselves. I mean, uh, you know, they can't have it both ways. Make a choice. Make a decision. Which way do you want to go? But you can't, do, you can't go both ways. You can't be like, oh, the church is so wrong, but oh, God, I love their support. And oh, but they're killing the kids. But damn, I love their support. Oh, man, what a tragedy what they're doing. But oh, I'll take their money. I mean, you can't do it, folks. You can't do it. You're giving a mixed signal. I mean, I honestly think that this type of behavior will lead to more suicides. Because what they're actually doing is creating hope where there is no hope. You know? I mean, they're making it seem okay when it's not okay. I mean, they're making people think that, hey, I'm gay and they accept me now and they love me. And they don't. And they're going to figure that out at some point. And then what's going to happen? So I would have said, no, man, we want your support. So then again, this time when they offered me 25000 if I was the head of affirmation, I would have said, are you fucking serious? Hell no. But the sad part is they actually went to the church and asked for the money. That, that's the part that just blows my fucking mind. I mean, they actually went to the enemy and said, will you help us? And then the church was, they, they you know, threw it around and probably had one of their little uh, PowerPoint presentations with some dumb fuck, uh, you know, that, that educates them on what's happening in the world because they're so clueless. They have to literally have somebody come in and educate them. 
And they probably brought that up and said, what should we do? And he probably brought out a PowerPoint and showed this and that and how it would be good PR. And so, you know, after they toss it around, they're like, yeah, we'll give you 25 grand. I mean, 25 grand. Wow. Earth shattering, right? For a multi-billion dollar corporation with over a trillion dollars in property. I guess you can call them a trillion dollar corporation. I mean, they spent six billion on a mall. They're spending, you know, 500 million on a, on a you know, big plaza in Philadelphia with a, again, a 32-story building with penthouses and a mall on the first two floors. And I mean, $25,000. I mean, even that is a joke. Like if, if they were truly behind this, I mean, they could say, hey, you know what? Here's $25 million. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're not going to do that. They're like, oh, you want 25 grand? Okay, we'll give you 25 grand. And then everyone's like, oh my God, isn't it wonderful? Um, I mean, listen to this. This is, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, this is a church spokesman. I guess he's like their new, uh, bitch, Doug Anderson. But he said, we are committed to working with community partners to help prevent suicide and hope this contribution will support this important cause. LDS church spokesman, Doug Anderson said in a statement, we are mindful of those who are struggling because of you asshole and encourage them to reach out for help to who their bishop <laughs> who will tell who will have a mandatory court and excommunicate their ass <laughs> god man uh i mean it's just incredible so affirmation just for the record was founded in 1977 um it was actually created by BYU students which is pretty ironic and then uh and and of course back when it was created BYU was in the process, you know, Dallin Hoax and, uh, you know, Monson were in the process of torturing gay people right on BYU campus. You know, they were literally shocking them, doing vomit therapy, using hardcore porn, and they were driving them to uh, suicide back then. I mean, they got a long history of trying to drive gay people to suicide. I mean, they've been doing it for at least the last, what, almost 50 years I mean, probably 50-plus years. Um, and, and again, I mean, it, it's just not its not true, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're labeled apostates, right? If you're gay and you're happily married to a gay person, you are an apostate. And you're, you're uh, you, know, you're, you know, your offspring is banned. Uh, so anyway, uh, let me just uh, scroll down here a little bit. So, yeah, after, in February, they met with LDS Public Affairs Department to request funding of suicide training. In April, the foundation awarded the full 25000 requested. Um, man, they actually gave it to him in April, huh? So did that not come out? I mean, was there like a, did they have to like sign a paper that they wouldn't tell anyone and it just kind of leaked out or something? <laughs> uh, so anyway, it talks about how they're going to do a lot of suicide prevention and all that. And that's great. I have no doubt that $25,000 will help them, but it came from the person causing the suicides. That's the problem I have. So, again, I would have said no. We don't want your money. Shove it up your ass. And then, guess what? I would have had a press conference, just like I would have had it with Love Loud, or Loud Love, whatever the fuck. And I would have said, guess what? The church is trying to buy us off. They're causing everyone to go, you know, into depression. They're causing mass suicides in the LGBTQ community. 
And now they've come to a, but, but again, they couldn't do that because they actually were the ones that went to them and asked for the money. But I never would have done that. So, I mean, had they offered the money and I hadn't asked for it, this is what I would have done. And then I would have said, but we do need that money. We do need the $25,000 to help train people in suicide prevention. In fact, we need a lot more than that. And I know that we did the right thing by rejecting their money. Their money is blood money. It's dirty. You know, I mean, they got blood on their hands, and we cannot accept blood money no matter how badly we need it. So what I'm asking you, all of you out there, is to help us. Can you donate the money that we would have gotten from the church so that we can do this the right way with clean money, not blood money, but money from people that actually care? You know, and, and literally just pleaded with the public to help them. I guarantee you they would have gotten the money. They could have gotten the same 25 grand and probably a whole lot more than they got from the church without having to accept the tainted blood money. And so that's what just pisses me off, you know, is that they just took the easy way out. And, and again, they're just so willing to bend over backwards and, and work things out with the church and they're building bridges and all this bullshit. They're not building shit. And, and they're so dumb they don't even realize it. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. I mean, these are the facts. I mean, again, you know, and then there, in the article it talks about how, you know, Utah's youth suicide rate has grown at an alarming pace. Uh, you know, according to recent studies, the rate among adults, ages, adults, I mean, 10 years old, that's not an adult. But, you know, it's actually from like 10 to 24 or something. Uh, but it more than doubled from 2011 to 2015. Um, it's grown at an annual clip nearly four times faster than the national average. And what do you think that is? You know, and, and again, uh, you know, Prop 8 in California, you know, uh, I mean, they've been banging this hate drum for a long time. It says, in all, 150 youths died by suicide over the five-year period. And it's more than that. It, it's more than, that's only that we know of. You know, they don't always have the official numbers or they don't know that it was a suicide or don't, don't list it as a suicide. Um, so anyway, in the past week, to continue this PR stunt that the church is doing, this bullshit, they released a new series of videos calling for compassion and love for those experiencing suicidal thoughts and feeling marginalized. Uh, Mormon Apostle Dale G. Renland, another, uh, another one of the big 15 assholes, ass-postholes, he also denounced as totally false the old secretary notion that suicide is a sin and that someone who commits suicide is banished to hell forever. Yeah, just temporarily, yeah. Um, anyway, and then they, you know, this article gives out the number for the, the Trevor Project. If you're struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts, uh, you can call this number. It's 1-866-488-7386. Again, 866-488-7386. Or you visit their website, uh, you know, where you can talk to someone, you know, read a text or chat. And uh, I don't know if it's, uh, is it trevorproject.com? Let me just look it up here real quick for everyone. Um, Trevor Project. Let's see what the website is here. Yeah, Trevor, yeah, it's thetrevorproject.org. All right, thetrevorproject.org. So, again... It's amazing, you know, it just really is amazing. A lot of comments, you guys can find the, uh, you know, find the article. Uh, again, it's in the Tribune, it's entitled, 
Let me scroll back up here. Mormon Church makes historic donation to LGBTQ support group, affirmation for suicide prevention training, and it was uh, posted on July 11th. Actually, July 10th, updated on the 11th of this year, 2018. So, again, I mean, why didn't they reject the money and then plead with the public to help them? That's all they had to do. I mean, they need leadership that is visionary. They need leadership that can separate from the church. You know, and again, one of the problems is you have so many damn people that are gay and still believe in the church. And I don't know how they can do that, but that's, and that's the tragedy. That's what's causing so many suicides. They still believe the church is true, but they're being condemned by the leadership of the church. So they're, it's confusing, man. They're like, what do I do, you know? I mean, I, I play in the intro every night, you know, Oaks, where, you know, he's asked point blank if he's responsible for the suicide crisis, if his religious freedom makes it so that he's not accountable. And he says that, you know, whether he's right or wrong, he's willing to meet his maker and you gotta, it's got to be judged by a higher power. I'm like, dude, you're like the highest fucking power on the earth. I mean, you're second right now. You're next in line to be the prophet. You're the first counselor to the prophet. But, but you're, you know, it's got to be done by a higher power. So in other words, you have no communication with that higher power, right? Like there's no connection between you and God the Father or Jesus Christ. I mean, why would you have to say the rightness or wrongness of it? So you don't know because you don't talk to anyone. You can't ask them because you don't ever see them because it's all bullshit. Um, it's amazing to me. I, I just don't know, man. I, I don't know how people... I, I don't know how people buy it uh, still. You know, I mean, at some point you got to wake up, but I wish they would wake up before they got depressed and committed suicide. And then the leadership is, I mean, they're so sad about it. Not, not sad at all. All right, so, uh, and then there was another article in the Tribune that I that caught my eye basically saying that, uh, oh, and there was something else I needed to cover too, and I kind of blew it off here, but I'll get back to it. Um, the power of connection can reduce suicide. And again, they're talking about, you know, uh, this, how, what a great thing it is, uh, you know, that, you know, if we can connect with the church and the LDS foundation awarded them their full amount. We, we, why collaborate on suicide prevention with an organization? So many perceived to be the source of so many LGBTQ plus wounds. Affirmation believes in the power of connection. We witness the destructive effects of rejection and so conversely see the power and healing that takes place when love and understanding are provided by those around us. I mean, it's just incredible, you know. Uh, and, and, and the person that wrote this article, let me just scroll back up here, uh, is, uh, let's see here, yeah, it's the president of Affirmation, Carson Tuller. So he's the one talking about, hey, we got to work together and he said, it must be a community endeavor. We invite the LDS church leaders to seek established resources and education models that can help raise awareness and prevention of suicide. While the online resources that the LDS church is providing are helpful, face-to-face -face training is most effective and needed for local leaders. We invite the LDS church to give suicide prevention training to stake and ward leaders, and in particular to those who work with youth. I got an idea, Carson. How about this? How about they change their fucking doctrine of condemning gay people and banning the children and calling you worse than pedophiles, child rapists, and attempted murders, child sex abusers? How about that? That might help. 
Hell, you wouldn't even need the training if they got rid of their fucked up doctrine, but they can't do it because the whole church is based on it. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, they're going to, I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more. This is the hill that they have chosen to die on. They're not going to give in ever, never, ever, unless the church has already collapsed and it's like their last ditch effort to revamp it. You know, I mean, but at that point, no one is going to give a shit because no one will be a part of it. And it could be in 100, 200 years when that happens. Hopefully in like 10 years. Oh, man, I tell you what. <laughs> this got me fired up, man. I was like, I got to get back on the air. When I heard about this donation, I was uh, literally furious. Absolutely furious. So, anyway... Uh, I mean, do you think the church is really going to, like, appreciate him saying, we want you to train your stake presidents and your bishops? And I mean, they're, they're like in the Holy of Holies going, fuck you, Carson. Are you kidding me? And there's probably somebody in the room going, I told you this was going to happen if we gave them money. I told you that I think they're calling the shots. But, you know, we got some good PR out of it. So what the fuck, you know? I mean, this, I mean come on, man. Quit associating with the enemy. Quit it. There is no point in working together. You would be better off to try to pry your, your members or supporters out of the church, giving them the truth to prevent them from getting depressed and having false hope and committing suicide. Again, I believe this is going to lead to more suicide when you, when you are collaborating with the enemy. You know, I, I've shared the example many times. It would be like, and I've added a new, a new twist at the end to this little analogy. But it would be like somebody pouring gasoline all over your house, right? I mean, somebody that you, someone that you were good friends with, you trusted them, you know, uh, you hung out together, you had barbecues together, your kids played together. You know, I mean, you're, you're tight, you know, and uh, you're uh, enmeshed, you know, together. And, and so one day they just decide, you know, they don't like what you're doing, so they pour gasoline all around your house, all through your house, throw in a match and burn your house to the ground. And while you're standing out in the street with tears in your eyes and, hell, maybe, you know, you had a kid or two in the house, some pets, and they died. And you're out in the street just hysterical and crying and sobbing. And they come up behind you and they put their arm around you and say, hey, you know I love you. If you ever need anything, let me know. I'm here to support you, you know. Hell, I'll even donate 25 grand, you know, to help you out, get restarted. Uh, but here's the twist. Here's the new twist. You know that they're the ones that burned your house down. So I, I used to present it as like, you know, you didn't know, like, like, you know, they just came up and said, Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm here for you. But, but now with what we know, because affirmation and, you know, Dan ran LDS and, and, uh, you know, all these guys that are doing this, the, the big concert for love loud, they know that it's the enemy. So it's not like it's a secret and nobody knows, like, well, who's doing this? Who's, do who's causing this? No, we know. They know who's causing this. And they still accept their support, their money, uh, no matter what. And so, uh, again, uh, if that was the case and I knew that this person burned my house to the ground, I'd say, get the fuck away from me, you piece of shit, get out of here. And then I would go and create, you know, uh, one of those accounts to ask for money, you know, and have, have regular people that actually cared support me and send, send money to me 
you know, if, uh, you know, my insurance wouldn't cover everything and I needed additional help, I would ask people to, you know, create a, a fund, you know, for me. Uh, I mean, again, like, why would I want to take money from the person that did it? Why? Why would I do that? You know, uh, and so, again, uh, another example, you know, Hitler, right? He, he's gassing millions of Jews, killing the Jews and their families. And can you imagine if he had come out and said, hey, uh, you know, and everybody knows what he's doing, right? And he comes out and says, hey, I really want to help uh, the Jewish survivors, you know, the other people that, that didn't get gassed in your family. And, you know, I want to be there for you. I want to help you. Uh, you know, I want to donate money. Do you think they would have taken it? Hell no. They would not have taken it. Why would you take money from the person that's gassing the Jews, gassing your family, killing your family? So again, I mean, yeah, it might be an extreme example, but I'm just trying to, to get through to some of these people that don't fucking get it. Come on. This is not complicated, man. This is not hard. This is very easy. And I know you still believe in the church and you think it's true, but how can it be true if they hate you so much? It's impossible. It's not the one true church of anything. If it was, they wouldn't be ha hating you. And then, of course, uh, let's go back to, um, you know, when they put out the, uh, their website, you know, Mormons and Gays. I mean, give me a break, right? So they put out a website, mormonsandgays.com com or was it org? anyway uh you know it's still on the archive.org i probably shouldn't say that because the mormon hierarchy is like oh shit you know i mean they'll hear that and be like oh we got to get that removed but you know i've got screenshots of it it doesn't matter i've got it but again it's it, it's so amazing to me that, 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 that they would create a website you know for mormons and gays and now they've they've taken it down but it had up until a year or so ago it said this where the church stands, the experience of same-sex attraction is a complex reality for many people. Okay, uh, true, you know. The attraction itself is not a sin. Now, you know how they always say, well, hey, you know, as long as you stay celibate for life, you're good. You know, but of course, the heterosexuals don't have to worry about that, just the homosexuals. Uh, you know, even though individuals, and this is the key part, do not choose to have such attractions, they do choose how to respond to them. And then with love and understanding, the church reaches out to all God's children, including our gay and lesbian brothers and sisters. I mean, what a load of shit, that last part. I mean, oh yeah, we reach out and excommunicate you because you're fucking filth and you're apostates in our eyes. But they just said that even though individuals do not choose to have such attractions, so why would Heavenly Father send them down, the Mormon God, send them down to earth, uh, gay, you know, or as they would say, uh, gay and lesbian, and, and then forbid them to have any type of relationship, meaningful relationship, sexual relationship, the rest of their lives, in order to become a worthy Mormon, in order to be a worthy Mormon, in order to have eternal life, in order to make it to the celestial kingdom. I mean, okay, eternal life, they can still get that in a lower kingdom, but I'm talking exaltation, you know, the the Mormon, you know, top of the rung eternal life. I mean, you, you've got to ask these questions. I mean, why did they say this? And then why did they now take that down? Like, that no longer exists. That website, they scrapped it, and now it's like mormonsandgays.lds.org. Like, it's part of the main website now. It's not an independent website any longer. 
and, and if you go to it, it'll just redirect you, you know, to the new website. And nowhere on that new website that I have found, unless they've recently added it, I haven't checked for a little while, but nowhere on that website does it say any longer that, uh, you know, that they don't choose to have the attraction. So, again, I mean, it seemed like they were going in the right direction, but, again, it, it was bullshit because they were still punishing them for it. But then they cleared it up, you know, well, I mean, while it was still posted there on their website, then they created the gay hate doctrine, which, you know, Nelson made clear was 100% from God and revelation and doctrine. Because you had a bunch of idiot uh, ex-Mormons out there going, it's, it, it's just a policy and policies can change. Oh, my God. I mean, please, policies are doctrine. It's the same damn thing. All right. It's the same thing. But again, I said from the beginning, along with many of you out there, like Demon of Kolob and others, uh, you know, I mean, we pointed out that this was doctrine. So we were, we were on the right side the whole time. There was never any question. And again, people still think it's going to change, and it's not going to change. So that's what's got me uh, pretty riled up right now. Um, and again, I mean, it's amazing that almost three years ago, I started this show and did my first show on this. And here we are three years later, and we're still talking about it. And it's gotten nothing but worse. And because now they're trying to pretend that they care. I mean, they care about suicide. They care about gay people. They love you. They want to help you. But they're not going to change the doctrine that's causing it. So what does that say? That says everything you need to know. So everything else that they're saying and everything else that they're doing is bullshit. It's completely meaningless because the doctrine is not changing. So that, that's what I go back to. If, if they still believe this, if they still teach it, it's still in the bishop's handbook, then nothing has changed. And all the things that you're hearing, that they're saying, all the things that they're doing, all the pretending that's going on, all lies and bullshit, like usual. That's their modus operandi. Lie, lie, lie. Bullshit, bullshit. PR, PR, PR. You know, uh, spending millions of dollars to put out false messages so that people will actually believe and have false hope and then in the end commit suicide. I mean, that's what's happening. So, in my opinion, anyone who is supporting this false hope, especially when you know it's bullshit, you are part of the problem you are helping to create suicides in tandem as partners. Yes, you are partners in creating suicide. I mean, how can you take money from the organization causing the suicides to train people to help them uh, fight suicide? God, I mean, it, it makes my brain hurt, man. I mean, and, and, and I'm not part of affirmation. I mean, I, I want to support them, but... I mean, it's really hard when I think that the way they're going about things are completely wrong. And for those who are helped by affirmation, great. I got no problem with that, but I think they're probably causing more harm than good. That's my opinion. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to go to, and some of you may say, man, you know, you're really, you know, out in left field on this. I don't agree. And that's fine. What I want to do is convince you that what I'm saying is true based on the facts and based on other people that agree with me. Now, I've been walking this 
pretty lonely road for several years. I mean, I've had those of you that are, you know, friends and supporters of me, the show, and we have, you know, like minds on this. And, and for those of you that are, are with me on this, I really appreciate it. Um, but what I like is I'm starting to see people that, you know, are not associated with me saying what we've been saying. And so that is great. I mean, I'm really happy about that. So let me, uh, yeah, and Renlin on suicide. I mean, the guy, man, um, yeah, and I need to cover more about that. Um, and I mean, I'm going to be doing a lot of shows about this, but, um, let me just read to you real quick what the church's website says. I mean, if, if you go to the, you know, the, you know, the, basically the, pages that have like the essays and all that stuff you know the topics of the church they have the one on suicide and it's amazing to me how they contradict themselves um you know they start out by saying although it is wrong to take one's own life right so it's wrong a person who does so may not be responsible for his or her actions well if you can't be responsible for your actions then how is it wrong you know what I mean? Like, how can you be, like, held accountable? Um, I mean, unbelievable, man. Uh, so it's it's wrong to commit suicide, but it's not your fault. Uh, it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, and like one person said, um, so if somebody commits murder, they can say, well, it's wrong to kill someone, but a person that does so may not be responsible for his or her actions, you know. And I guess you have that, you know, insanity pleas and all that. Um, but, again, uh, it, it's just amazing to me. Um, this person, I wanted to read what they wrote. They said, uh, The Mormon cult lies and lies and speaks out of both sides of their mouths. They donate peanuts and pretend to love the LGBTQ plus kids, but at the same time, they just hope they all kill themselves. But, hey, at least now you don't have to feel guilty about it. Del G. Renlin wants all gay kids to feel free to take the jump. At the same time, he's trying to make their families and friends feel better about it, pretending that the church doesn't think they will rot in hell forever. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, they won't go to hell forever. Uh, just continue writing the tithing check to the bishop every time you come to church. We'll put in a good word for your gay son that just killed himself last week. Uh, this really is one fucked up cult. Amen. I don't know who wrote that, but anyway, awesome. Uh, I agree completely. So... Anyway, let's, uh, let's move now to what I want to read to you, which is really awesome. And, I, you know, again, I, I was just feeling so uh, disappointed, you know, when they accepted the money. And I'm reading all the people going, oh, it's wonderful. And, and oh, yeah, actually, let me, uh, before I read this, let me go back to that article. There were two comments at the bottom. And uh, I love the one comment. I can't believe it only got two comments. I don't know why. But uh, at the bottom of the article... If I can get him to come up here real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, like one person said, uh, so you're addressing the actual source of the PTSD, correct? You're providing the resources for these kids to extricate themselves from the religionists that are creating the problem. No, they're not. Uh, and then uh, this other comment, I'll give out the name here. It's Hank T27 over on the Tribune, says, I just can't wrap my brain around affirmation, requesting and accepting money from the Mormon church for this. To me, it's like an organization that counsels suicidal victims of child abuse 
requesting and accepting money from the pedophile who abused them and is still abusing them. Oh, no shit. Thank you. I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know? I mean, again, why would you do that? Why would you accept the money? So, all right, so a lot of people commenting, they had a problem with it. Thankfully, I had a huge problem with it. I've had a problem with any support being accepted from the church or money, especially. Uh, and so, again, what? who else might have a problem with that? Who else, you know, maybe you're, you're like, okay, you know what? Uh, I don't agree with you. Uh, I think that it was a good thing because it's going to help people and blah, 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 right? Well, you know who else had a big problem with it? Which, much to my surprise, but my happiness, the vice president of affirmation. Hmm. Yeah, that created a huge problem. And I got to say, Kimberly Anderson, huge kudos to you. I mean, I don't know if she still believes in the church, or I don't think she does, but, uh, I mean, huge kudos to Kimberly Anderson. I mean, wow, that's awesome. Um, She said... I got to read this to you. I mean, she she resigned. I'll just tell you, she resigned from affirmation over this because they accepted money from the church. So I felt pretty good uh, that somebody else in such a high position had the courage and the guts to stand up for what was right and to say this was wrong. And I resign. I quit. I will not tolerate this any longer. You know, and I mean, I wonder if that made the dumb shits that took the money think twice about taking the money. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I hope so. I mean, they mentioned in this, uh, in an article about her uh, quitting, about how, yeah, she was really important, and she she helped us look at things in a different light, and blah, 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 but they took the money anyway, and then she quit. So, anyway, uh, let me uh, let me read this to everyone here. Uh, For the past six months, I have served in a volunteer capacity as Vice President of Affirmation, LGBTQ Mormons, Families, and Friends. This morning, I resigned that position immediately. And this was on Facebook. She put it on Facebook. Uh, There is much to say about this, but I will only address one or two points if you will indulge me just a moment of your time. Affirmation's mission has, uh, has much good. I think she meant has done much good. I agreed to serve and be a voice for transgender people. For ex-Mormons, for those who feel like they've been disenfranchised by affirmation as it has gone through its various transformations over the past 40 years, I agreed to be the squeaky wheel and point out blind spots that I saw. I tried to do what I could to improve affirmation's efficacy in all those areas for the past six months. I hope I have made it a little better for those groups to feel welcome. I mean, this is a courageous woman, man. I'm proud of her. I'm proud of what she did here. Um, let me just uh, hang on one moment here. So I make sure I can uh, get this to you guys. Okay. All right. Uh, during my time as vice president of affirmation, I have worked with individuals and groups. I have laughed, cried, mourned, and gotten silly drunk with many of you. I regret none of it. Uh, I have done suicide prevention and awareness training here in the U.S. and in Colombia. I know I have shared some important things with people, and I know I have made a difference. I regret none of that either. Okay, and here we go. Uh, I regret that the LDS Foundation's donation has gone to fund the QPR suicide awareness and prevention training that Affirmation is currently implementing. 
So she regrets that their money is going to that. Affirmation can choose to approach, whom, approach whomever they wish. That is their duty to seek out funding sources that help promote the mission of affirmation. I am even mindful that the bridge building between the LDS Church and affirmation could in the long run be a good thing. No, it can never be a good thing. But I mean, I disagree with that because, I mean, again, there are people that try to be optimistic, but they're being, it's a fantasy. I mean, they're living in an optimistic, hope, you know, filled world when they're dealing with the most vile, disgusting human beings on the planet. You know, bigots, haters, homophobes, you know, they're not going to change. And then, you know, people say, well, maybe when the big 15 turns over, we'll get some new blood in there. Well, how's that going to happen when the current leadership of the big 15 are a bunch of bigots and assholes? And what do you think they're going to be calling? More bigots and assholes. And then they're going to call more bigots and assholes. And on and on it goes. The cycle is never going to end because they're going to continue to call the, the bigoted, like-minded people, you know, to replace the people that die. So you're always going to have, you know, a big 15 group of bigots and assholes and haters and liars. And, you know, that's what you're always going to have. It's never going to change. I mean, unless, you know, all 15 got released and they started over or something. I mean, but that's not going to happen. So, again, it, I mean, 30 years from now, why wouldn't it be a bunch of bigots and assholes and haters? I mean, all the people that will be in there in 30 years are going to be called by the current people that are bigots and haters. I, you know, there you go. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see any way that's going to change ever. Okay. Um, she said, I re, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, she goes, currently that bridge is shaky at best. Those reasons have been spelled out eloquently elsewhere. So I will not repeat them here. I feel it is morally reprehensible. I love it. I love it. I mean, who better to, con who better to condemn them for what they did in accepting the church's money than the vice president of affirmation who was there to help them point out these blind spots. Obviously, they didn't listen. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I feel it is morally reprehensible that affirmation chose to approach the LDS church for funding specifically for suicide prevention. I mean, exactly. Mormonism has created an incredibly large amount of trauma in the LGBTQ plus population that were raised within the LDS church. Research is screaming at us that nearly 75% of our queer adults in the LDS church are experiencing trauma. 75%. It's probably higher than that. It's probably 95%. I mean, that's, you know, the, the data they have says 75. I mean, but still, that's, I mean, extremely high. I mean, it's hard to believe that 25% of the LGBTQ plus are just fine. But again, we'll go with 75%. Uh, more specifically, from being taught Mormon doctrines at church that tell queer people their gender identity or sexual attraction is deviant. You know, and again, like, you know, they want the gay people that are banned and excommunicated and their children banned, they still want them to come to church. They still want them to participate. Why? But, but at the same time, they're like, well... We didn't want the, you know, the gay kids to come to church and be taught something different at church than they're taught at home. But, you know, so what is that? I mean, again, that's why they can't get baptized, yet they still want them to come to church. Why? I mean, why do you still want them to come to church? Because I thought that was the whole reason why they couldn't get baptized. 
you know, they still want the, the gay couples to come to church, supposedly. But they don't. They really don't. Um, anyway, uh, says, uh, yeah, this uniquely measurable trauma is at levels equal to formal PTSD diagnosis. Trauma and suicidal ideation go hand in hand. Um, wow, I mean, she's saying it just perfectly. To accept financial contributions from the LDS church is not the problem for me. <laughs> That's a problem for me, but, I mean, she's, you know, got a specific reason here, but, I mean, it's a huge problem for me. Uh, to have that funding go directly and explicitly to suicide prevention efforts is something that I cannot abide. I do not wish to have my QPR suicide training tied to that funding, so I will be reimbursing affirmation those costs in the very near future. Ethically and morally, I need to be clear of the institution that has caused me so much trauma and pain, and many other people, you know. My professional endeavors will undoubtedly revolve within LGBTQ plus and LDS circles, I do not wish to have my credentials stamped with approval by the LDS Church. I will get them endorsed from institutions with more credibility. I will not be allowing any comments on this statement. I wish it to stand on its own. Amen, sister. I am behind you. I support you. I think you did the right thing. It took a lot of guts and a lot of courage, not only to resign, but then to come out and tell everybody why you resigned and how wrong it was for Affirmation to take that $25,000. And again, they could have gotten it other places, other ways, but they didn't. They wanted it from the church. They asked for it, and they got it, and then the church got the big PR bump that they wanted. So that's what I'm here to do, is to let people know the truth and to take away that PR bump, you know. Um, so then there was an article. Let me see if I can find it here real quick, uh, you know, about the you know, affirmation, uh, basically, let me just find it here really quick, if I can, um, let's see here, uh, I wonder if it was in that article that I was reading earlier that I skimmed over here, uh, basically, um, anyway, the, the, they interviewed the president of affirmation, uh, you know, and basically, you know, talked about why he would accept that money from the church, uh, let me just go back to this article real quick and see if it was in there that I and I missed it when I was skimming over it here. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, almost three quarters uh, met criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, yeah, so I guess that was the article that he wrote. You know, where he basically said, "Why collaborate?" You know, and then uh, they believe in the power of connection, yeah, which I read to you. So, uh, again, I mean, and there was another, uh, I think he was interviewed as well on by the Trib on their Mormon land, I believe. You know, and he's just basically saying, hey, you know, we needed the money and blah, blah, blah. So I'll have to look for that and I'll share that with you in another show. But, um, <clears throat> you know, again, uh, they're, I mean, what, they're afraid they're going to hurt the church if they reject them. I mean, the church is helping to kill all the LGBTQ plus youth. Okay. I don't get it, folks. I mean, I don't get it. So they're doing the wrong thing. The vice president of affirmation felt it was the wrong thing. She did the right thing. And again, it goes on and on and on. 
So I guess my message would be to everyone, don't fall for this trap. Don't fall for this bullshit of how they're so worried about gay people and they love and accept gay people when they don't. They despise them, they hate them, they curse them, they excommunicate them, they call them apostates, they ban their children, and they believe that they're worse than child rapists, child sex abusers, attempted murderers, you know, and on and on. I mean, it, wow. I mean, that's, that's what they really think of them. So you've got this big Love Loud concert coming up, right? So everyone's all pumped about that again and really excited, and they're doing it up at the U of U this year. And, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, Dan Ren LDS is hoping to raise a million dollars this time. Um, I mean, I wonder if he's gone to the church and said, can you donate $25,000, like, on his knees, you know, begging I mean, you know, I don't know. Let's see, whose quote is this? Uh, There is no sin, no church disability in same-sex attraction, only in acting on such attractions. You know, that's uh, what the church says. So it is ludicrous to say that God made you that way but expects you to be celibate. There is no sin in loving, uh, loving, committed LGBT relationship just as in a heterosexual relationship. Um... Oh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest uh, about what others are really saying. You aren't good enough for me to serve you. You don't deserve to be treated like any other customer. That's what they're really saying. Um, so anyway, let me uh, let me just go to this real quick here. And, and again, I, I hope that what, you know, Dan Ren LDS is doing is helping. I do. But again, I have that fear, big fear, that he's going to create... A bigger problem by collaborating with the enemy and letting people feel like it's okay. I, I mean, how much more powerful would with you know would what he's doing be if he wasn't collaborating with the the people that were causing the need for this concert? How much more powerful would it be if he said, "I condemn this organization. They are haters and bigots, and they are causing death in mass numbers of." precious LGBTQ plus people. I will not stand for it. I will not accept their support. I will not accept their money or donations. We are going to do this alone. We're going to fight them. I mean, it's a fight, but, but they're holding hands. It's like they're punching each other and holding hands. Well, actually, he's not punching them. The church is punching him, and he's holding their hand while they're doing it. Um, I mean, I, I hope they do get a million dollars, you know, and I'd like to see an accounting of that money and where it goes. I mean, they claim that no one's getting paid for the concert. I want to see that. I mean, maybe those numbers are available and I haven't seen them, but I'd like to see from last year how much money they brought in, where every penny of it went, that none of them were reimbursed in any way, shape, or form, because that's what they claimed. Uh, money, music and money aren't the real purpose for Love Loud for rentals. Obviously, the music will be great, but the most pivotal moments and emotional moments that perpetuate change are when we all sit down and listen to our LGBTQ youth and adults who tell us their story. That's when empathy is really created, when understanding becomes a theme of the night. So last year, they had 17,000 people that attended. They uh, generated $100,000 for five charities. Um, and then a uh, parade of speakers generated a dialogue about supporting them. And again, the church came out like right before it and, you know, voiced their support for the concert. So this year it's going to be July 28th, 
let's see, about 30 of 42,000 tickets have been sold. He promised this year's list of speakers will be jaw-dropping. I mean, I really hope that's the case. And I hope the church, I mean, if they come out this year and said that they support him again or not, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't followed that closely, but uh, this is a long article here. Uh, but he said that uh, his own complex relationship with the church has grown more complicated. I mean, he has heard from church members who felt he criticized the church. Oh, my God. He criticized the church? Really? Uh, in his documentary film, Believer, which debuted at Sundance in January and is about Reynolds. LGBT youth and suicide, LDS positions, and the first Love Loud festival. He heard from many again after he appeared on Ellen last month. Uh, but he, he said that he's been in regular contact with people at church headquarters. So, I mean, he's like buddy-buddy with them, you know, since the first concert, and called their patience with him eye-opening. He said those talks have reassured him that despite disagreements, they have something in common. Yeah, but the doctrine hasn't changed, Dan. Uh, sorry to break it to you. I mean, I guess you're not aware of that. Either you're not aware of it or you don't give a shit. Uh, the doctrine has not changed, and it's not going to change. Um, but, I mean, and listen to this bullshit. The main theme we have found that we can have common ground on is that we love our LGBTQ youth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You love them. They, you love them, and they love them. Really? Really? But they still say, you know, they need a mandatory court and they're worse than rapists and child sex abusers. Hmm. Attempted murders. Um, <clears throat> oh, they, I guess the church did issue a statement in response to a request for comment about next week's festival. Let me take a drink before I read this. I might, you know, I need to take a drink here. <laughs> um... We remain committed to support community efforts throughout the world, so it's a, it's a very generic comment at this point, to prevent suicide, bullying, and homelessness. The church statement said, Every young person should feel loved and cared for in their families, their communities, and their congregations. We can come together, bringing our beliefs, our perspectives and beliefs, and make each community a safe place for all. Um, wow. I, I, you know, I mean... Uh, what bullshit however if you're married and you're gay we're going to have a mandatory court and excommunicate you and drive you into depression and possibly suicide so I'm glad they're having this concert to help people understand that we love them but might drive them to kill themselves what the fuck God's message is one of hope yes and we want our LGBT brothers and sisters to know that they are loved valued and needed in the church I mean that when I read that I lost my fucking mind. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, re I remember I read it to my wife, and she just shook her head. And I'm like, can you believe this shit? Can you believe this, that they're putting this out there? I mean, God's message is one of hope, and we want our LGBT brothers and sisters to know that they are loved, valued, and needed in the church. How can they be needed in the church when you're going to excommunicate them? You're not talking about... Uh, you know, sexually active LGBT brothers and sisters. You're not talking about uh, happily married LGBT brothers and sisters to somebody of the same sexual orientation, are you? No, you're talking about the ones who have uh, agreed to be celibate for the rest of their life, like uh, uh, Dumbfuck's brother, the uh, Aspostle, you know, his, his brother, I, I forgot their names at the moment, 
But, uh, you know, the, the, the current, one of the junior apostles and his brother who just agreed to come back into the church after he was excommunicated and he's happier than can be and doing, you know, different interviews and he's just so fucking happy, you know. But it's a struggle, he says, but hey, you know. Um, anyway, and then he goes on to talk about how, you know, suicides are the 10th leading cause of all the deaths in the United States. However, in Utah... I still find this to be just shocking. But in Utah, suicide is the leading cause of death, like I mentioned earlier, for Utah young people ages 10 to 24. The number one cause of death in Utah for kids 10 to 24. The number of Utah teenagers lost to suicide jumped 141% from 2011 to 2015. And then, of course, Ronald A. Rasband. I'm just going to start calling him Ronald Aspand. I'm just going to skip the R and just call him Aspand. Of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in January said that youth suicide had reached a crisis point. Yeah, and you're the cause, motherfucker. Oh my God, man. I just, you know, what is it going to take for people to wake up, man? I think it's happening. People are waking up, but it's a little bit slower than I'd hoped. Yeah, so Dan Wren, LDS, says, I think anybody with a heart can agree that we want to help those at-risk youth. Well, of course. Uh, That's where the conversation begins. I'm always thrilled, and my heart is so ecstatic to know that the church is willing to come to the table, even knowing that we may not agree completely on doctrines. Well, guess what, Dan? I mean, I don't know if Dan is just fucking clueless or just ignorant you know, or he knows and he's pretending he doesn't. I don't know, man. But so it's okay if they don't agree on the doctrines that are killing the kids, but they're going to come to the table. And uh, I mean, he's ecstatic. You know, he's thrilled um, that the church is willing to come to the table. What table? The, the table at the funeral parlor? Uh, I mean, what are you talking about? You know, when the church says we support these efforts to love our LGBTQ, Uh, Q youth and to talk about how we can all be better that's pivotal to me the difference it makes cannot be measured oh man I mean again you would have thought he would have pulled his head out of his ass after last year I mean I I was tweeting him uh, others were tweeting him and he didn't even respond and then the other guy from neon trees Tyler uh, Tyler you know he uh, he blocked me after three tweets I think two or three tweets he blocked me when I was simply asking him, why would you accept support from the person, the group, the organization that is causing the problem that you're throwing a concert for on behalf of? Why would you take their support? Block. You know, he couldn't even answer me. Couldn't even respond. Um, Anyway, he talks about the church launched a suicide prevention webpage in 2016. And then they expanded it in January. I mean, it took two years to expand it. Uh, you know, when I guess Raspan participated in the Utah Governor's Task Force on Suicide Prevention. I mean, again, it's like, wow. Like, I, I'm an arsonist, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, participate in the, uh, the uh, anti-arsonist uh, uh, group, you know. Um, and everybody knows that you're an arsonist. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? This month it added eight new videos, and I'm going to cover a lot of this, um, including several featuring another apostle, Aspostle. So uh, it also said the church gave 150 grand to Utah 
Suicide Prevention Fund in April, and then 25000 to the LGBT organization. Who's running the Utah Suicide Prevention Fund? Probably the church. They probably gave the money to themselves. I mean, who knows? Um, anyway, he wants it to be a safe zone, but yet he's accepting support from the people that are trying to kill them. Oh, God, help me. Uh, Mormon God, help me out here. Um, he said, I think a lot of the world looks in at organized religion and thinks all these people are bigots. Well, anyone that's supporting the church, knowing their stand against gay people, are bigots. So, there you go, Dan. Uh, that's really a false notion. No, it's not. Uh, the truth is, I think it's a lot of people who are looking to love. They just don't know uh, what that looks like when it comes to LGBTQ youth. You know what it would be? Full support. Uh, let them get married to each other. Let them go through the temple. I mean, this is not hard. But again, it's not going to happen. Oh, man, it's just so frustrating, you know? Um, he said that it's possible for people of faith to reconcile their beliefs with loving acceptance of LGBT youth. No, it's not. It is not possible for a Mormon to reconcile their beliefs which are based on the church, which is absolute hatred, rejection, and excommunication of gay people and, and labeling them, you know, worse than some of the worst scum on the planet, uh, you know, and, and in love and say, but I love you. You know, I, I agree with my leaders. I support my leaders who say that you're worse than a child rapist, but I love you. Um, he cited an example of an uncle who attended Love Loud and put his arm around and accepted his gay nephew for the first time since the young man had revealed his orientation. That's great, but that had nothing to do with the church. That had to do with you. So separate yourself from the church and do so much good, so much more. Um, he said that's the goal is for everyone to walk in and feel heard and walk out feeling more love. Oh, meanwhile, the doctrine is the same. Um, anyway, he, he said the, the speakers were going to be announced Monday, and that would have been, well, that will be today, so I'll be anxious to see who it's going to be. Um, let me just verify the date on this article here and see if it is this Monday. Maybe it was, uh, yeah, published on the 18th. So, yeah, they're supposed to publish the, you know, the, the list of who's going to speak today. So can't wait to see it. I mean, maybe Steve and Barb Young will be there again. And I don't know, man, maybe we'll actually have an Aspostle show up, you know. Just maybe Nelson will show up and say, hey, uh, yeah, we still support the gay hate doctrine, but we love you. You know, and everyone will cheer, you know. Um, well, that's good. So they have a stand-up comedian who's going to be the the host. Um, he hosts the podcast Query. Uh, the festival's main benefactors will be Encircle, which fosters mutual understanding with programs designed to strengthen fa uh, family circles and relationships for LGBTQ youth. The Trevor Project, a crisis intervention and suicide prevention organization, which I gave you the number for earlier, provides a national 24-hour toll-free confidential suicide hotline, and the Tegan and Sarah Foundation, an advocacy group for health, economic justice, and representation for LGBT girls and women. I wonder if they're accepting money from the church. I doubt it. I mean, it's probably not being offered, but they're not accepting it. So, and good old Tad Walsh, uh, you know, is the author of this article. So, 
Oh, I don't know, folks. Uh, I tell you, it's it's uh, it's very interesting. What I mean, how the church is going about this, you know, trying to convince people that they care, and and they and people are falling for it still. I mean, if you actually believe that the church cares about gay people, I'm going to tell you who you are. You are Charlie Brown, and the church is Lucy with the football, and. Every time that you believe that the church is coming around, they pull the football out as you run to kick it. And that's what's going to continue to happen over and over and over. So, I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. and I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Man, I want to be wrong more than anything. But, you know, I fear that I'm right. And I'm basing it on the facts. I'm basing it on the reality. And I'm basing it on their doctrine. That is stone solid. They can't be backtracked on. Nelson locked it down. He's now the prophet of bigotry and hate. And, and so, there you go. I mean, I, what else can I say? I mean, I think I've said enough. Um, it's very disappointing that, to see that so many people are still duped by these guys. And it's unfortunate that I have to do a show on it and tell the whole world what's actually happening because they don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. How can so many people not get it? But I'm hoping that this show will help people to get it. Please, if you agree with what I'm saying, if you understand what I'm saying, if you think I'm right, based on the facts and the evidence that I've given, share this show with as many people as you can. Put the link up on Twitter, put it on Facebook, share it, share it, share it. You know, and, and let people know what's really happening we need to open eyes we've got to do it all right so i have a lot more to say about it but that's all i'm going to say about it tonight uh, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on with that uh, but i did want to get to one other story that i came across right before i came on the air uh, i hadn't really had much of a chance today to to check the news and stuff and let me uh, just pull it up here real quick uh, let's see here. There was one that had the best uh, coverage of it. So hang on here. Let me just find my the link that I opened here. Um, let's see. Just some stuff that was in the news today. Where is it? Give me one moment here. Um, oh yeah. One other thing. I'm going to get more into this in the uh, in the coming days. Um, but the church. And maybe I'll cover this tomorrow. It'd be probably be a good topic. But the church is trying to get all the charges dropped in the uh, the MTC rape case uh, against uh, Joseph Bishop. And the attorney uh, for the church, I want to. I don't have time tonight to go into it, but I'll save it for tomorrow. But he is uh, a, a real piece of shit, and the things that he's saying are, are shocking. And uh, I've, you know, I've got a picture of him. I'll, I'll have to tweet it out I tomorrow. I can't find a network connection. Please connect and try again. What the hell is that? <laughs> Hang on. I don't know. I'm still connected, so I don't know where that was coming from, honestly. Oh, okay. Let's see here. I got too many damn uh, devices, folks. So, uh, yeah, that was unexpected. <laughs> Anyway, thought I had all that turned off. Apparently, I didn't turn her off. 
All right, apologize for that. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about their attorney. I want to name names. I'm going to put this picture up on Twitter. And just let everybody know who this guy is and what he's saying. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, they don't care if he's guilty or not. They don't give a shit. They just want to get the charges dismissed because they're worried about monetary damages and their reputation. And, but, you know, when they do this kind of shit, they're, they're ruining their reputation all by themselves. I mean, it's truly amazing. It really, really is. Um, so, uh, anyway, I mean, wow. So I got to talk about that. Um, the other thing, let me, uh, find it here again real quick. Uh, yeah, there, there was a shooting today in a Mormon church, uh, in Fallon, Nevada. And pretty, pretty tragic. And I, we don't have a lot of the details yet. But right before I came on the air, I found an article in the uh, Nevada Appeal, it's uh, nevadaappeal.com, and it gave an update with a ton of information about the shooting. But uh, the person that died, so, so basically, a guy was in a church meeting uh, before this meeting, and he let the meeting ended, and he went home, got a gun, came back, and shot, he walked right in, and he waited, I guess the sacrament had just been passed, and then he walked in shooting into the chapel. I mean, really a tragic situation. We don't really know the motives or anything yet. Uh, but uh, Charles E. Burt Miller, uh, he was the one that died uh, after the shooting in Fallon. And uh, let me just see if uh, this picture is of him or of the guy that uh, died here. Let me just look. It's probably, let's see here. It was pretty new information. Yeah, John K. O'Connor of Fallon. He's the one being held in the Churchill County Detention Facility for the alleged fatal shooting. I mean, they always have to say alleged, but it's pretty clear it was him. People saw him. He walked right into the chapel. Another person got injured. Um, I'm just looking at the pictures here. Yeah, there's his house. Uh, so anyway, I think I'll just, uh, maybe I'll just read this article to you guys so you'll know what's going on. It's the best article I found yet that actually explained, you know, more of the situation. But it said, One Fallon man was fatally shot and another injured early Sunday afternoon at the church of Joseph Smith on East Richard Street. Fallon Police Chief Kevin uh, Gaiman, or Gaiman identified the victim as 61-year-old Charles E. Burt Miller and the alleged shooter as John K. O'Connor, 48, who lives at 901 McKay Court, and he also attends the same church. Uh, he said the weapon is a mid-sized caliber handgun. O'Connor is being held in the Churchill County Detention Facility awaiting charges to be filed. Uh, Gimmon said officers are still working the scene and detectives are working in conjunction with the Churchill County District Attorney's Office to obtain the necessary search warrants and to find the weapon. Uh, Gimmon said the name of the other man who was wounded and released from Banner Churchill Community Hospital will not be released at this time in respect to his privacy. This is an ongoing police investigation, so there are some things that cannot be released, Gimmon said. Another press conference will be conducted Monday morning. Gimmon, though, first released information at a late afternoon press conference. According to Gimmon, a 9-11 call came in at 12.58 p.m. reporting a shooting. He said approximately 20 officers from the police department and Churchill County Sheriff's responded. Uh, he said O'Connor, who apparently was attending the sacrament meeting in the chapel prior to the shooting, 
left the building on foot, returned to his home. Uh, Gimmins said officers and deputies surrounded O'Connor's home. Let's see here. Uh, let me just go back to that here real quick. Uh, let's see. He was attending the meeting in the chapel prior to the shooting. Oh, so maybe he, okay, so maybe he was actually already there, and then he just pulled out the gun, right? Um, let's see. They surrounded his home, which is a block from the church, after a hostage negotiator placed several phone calls to O'Connor, and the suspect agreed to leave the house. Uh, the mayor of Fallon, Ken Tedford, said the gunman entered from the back of the church and shot the two in front of congregation members. And you know what's crazy is next week uh, they're going to have a sacrament meeting like nothing happened because that's what the church does. Like nothing matters. I mean, I remember um, years ago when there was a shooting. Oh, I, it was like a, a judge's son, a Mormon judge and his son. But the son... Uh, literally went right up to the Las Vegas temple to the front doors and killed himself. I believe he shot himself in the head. And he, killed, he committed suicide right on the front steps of the temple. And so just for the hell of it, you know, I called the temple the next day and said, uh, are you guys open today? And they were like, yeah, like, why wouldn't we be? I'm like, wasn't there like a, you know, a suicide there yesterday? I didn't know if you guys would be open. Oh, yeah, it's business as usual. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Somebody kills themselves and, you, you know, you just go on like nothing happened. But that's what they do, you know. Missionaries have parents die and they don't go home for the funeral. And, you know, because, hey, they're in a better place, right? It's all meant to be. So, yeah, I, again, I, I'm just assuming that next week they'll have, uh, you know, a, a church meetings like nothing happened. In fact, I might even try to make a phone call this week and try to call you know, like somebody in the ward and just be like, hey, I'm a visitor. I'm going to be coming through town. I just wonder if you, you know, I don't know. I'll make up something and just say I wondered if we were having, uh, maybe I'll say I'm an investigator. Just say I was wondering if they were going to have church meetings this week, you know, based on what happened. And they'll probably say, oh, sure, sure. We'd love to have you. So anyway, I mean, is the church going to provide counseling and help to the people that were in the sacrament meeting? Um, to the children who witnessed a guy walk in with a gun and kill somebody and shoot somebody else. I mean, I'm just wondering, is the church going to help these people out? I doubt it. I mean, again, just come to church. That's all you need, man. Read the Book of Mormon, pray, maybe fast, and you'll be all right. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so we shot him right in front of the congregation. Our hearts go out to the family members of those who lost someone and for those who were in the church when this tragedy occurred. Tedford said the city has reached out to the church to help. The mayor praised Miller for his community service, having served for 28 years in the Fallon Churchill Volunteer Fire Department. He said Miller is survived by his wife, three adult children, and several grandchildren. Uh, Gemmon said it's too early to understand the motive, but he added it does not appear to be an attack on the church, but on one individual. So, I mean, he was singling him out. I mean, he went in to specifically kill him. Uh, during the afternoon, Gemmon said officers interviewed at least 50 witnesses. Um, I, I mean, I wonder if they had sacrament meeting as usual after the shooting. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, can we deal with this after? We still got like 45 minutes to go. You know, I mean, would that, would that be surprising? It wouldn't be surprising to me. But I'm sure the police were like, hey, we need to, uh, you know, we need to do an investigation like right now. 
So they probably didn't have a choice. But if it had been up to the bishop, they would have just continued like nothing happened. Like, you know, hey, can someone just throw a suit jacket over the blood and we'll just go on? I mean, it's amazing. God. Um, I mean, that, that's how little they care, how little they think. I mean, I'm just reflecting what, you know, I think they would do if they had a choice. Um, he said um, when he first arrived at the scene, he was surprised by the strength of the church members. Just a feeling in the room, but they were all shook up, but it was clear that they were there for each other. And the reason that they were there for each other was because that's what people do. It's, it's not remarkable. It's not because they're Mormon. It's not because they're Christian. It's because that's what people do. I mean, you could be uh, on a bus with, uh, you know, people from all different cultures, races, religions, and if somebody walks on and starts shooting people, uh, people are going to pull together because it's human nature. You know, you could have atheists, Christians, it wouldn't matter. Um, I, I, I saw a story the other day about this, and they always like to say, oh, I mean, the Mormons especially like to embrace the fact that it happened because they're Mormon. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, the police chief's even saying this. You know, I don't know if he's Mormon or not, but, I mean, it's just human nature, man. That's what happens. People pull together in difficult times. Uh, it's so, I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with, oh, it was a bunch of Mormons, so that's why it happened. Um, anyway, he said uh, he'd been police chief for more than 10 years. This is the first incident of this type in Fallon. I mean, I've been through Fallon. It's a very little town. Um, he also said law enforcement officials were not aware of any problems between the church and O'Connor. So that's interesting. So, you know, I mean, he's an active member of the church. Everything's good, but he does this. Um, he's a longtime resident of Fallon, this O'Connor guy. Uh, he attended Churchill County Schools. He was also a candidate for the Assembly 38 seat in 2010, but lost to Pete I don't know, Goiko Echea, in the general election. Uh, he thanked officials throughout the state who contacted him and expressed their condolences. Um, <clears throat> Senator Dean Heller, Republican in Nevada, sent a tweet of condolence acknowledging he's in contact with officials investigating the shooting. Uh, deeply saddened by the act of senseless violence and found today at the LDS Church, my family and I are praying for all loved ones, churchgoers, and community members impacted by this tragedy. And again, it would be the same for anywhere. If it happened in a preschool or a Lutheran church or a Baptist church, you know? I mean, that's the right thing to offer sympathy. U.S. Senator Catherine Cortez Mosto. I'm, I'm just saying that because the Mormons will be like, you know, like, oh, like that's going to make them feel like, you know, they, it was done for them specifically. Uh, anyway, Democrat Nevada, she also expressed condolences to those affected by the shooting. Places of worship should be a safe haven, she tweeted. The gun violence across the country must end. And so she's probably got an agenda, it sounds like. Um, I mean, I think there's a time to discuss that, but there's a time to mourn and there's a time to deal with the crisis directly and not try to, uh, you know, create some uh, benefit for yourself outside of that uh that's just how i feel you know i mean it's like deal with the tragedy first talk about things later but let's talk about why it happened what happened how it happened you know uh, and we'll get into the details later but i mean let's deal with the victims right now uh you know the kids the members that had to witness it i mean come on you know i mean 
Anyway, uh, LDS church spokesman Eric Bitch Hawkins, yes, that's what I call him, uh, released this statement Sunday afternoon. We have recently learned of a shooting in Fallon, Nevada during a church service. Details are still developing and inquiries should be directed to local law enforcement personnel. We express our love to those in this congregation and our prayers for the victims and their families. Local leaders are ministering to them at this time. And remember, pay your tithing. No, he didn't say that, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, a very tragic situation. Uh, I guess we'll find out more as the days go on, but that was the best article I could find on it. And, you know, I, again, it's, it's tragic anytime this happens anywhere, regardless of your religion, race, sexuality. It doesn't matter. It's tragic wherever it happens. So uh, hopefully they can get to the bottom of it, figure out why it happened. Um, but uh, just very sad, very sad situation. All right. Uh, before I uh, wrap up, let me um, let me just play. Hang on, just a moment here. I, I just wanted to remind everyone of how the church feels. Uh, you know, since I've been talking about it all night, how the church really feels about gay people, and we all we all know how Boyd K. Packer felt. You know, I mean, he did the little factory talk where he promoted. You know, if you felt like somebody was uh, trying to come on to you or, you know, that was gay, that you should punch them and knock them down. And he wishes that he could do it, but it just wouldn't be good, you know, for him. Um, let's see here. Hang on just a moment here while I try and locate this for you. Uh, where is it? Oh... <laughs> uh, I was just looking at it earlier. I've got so much, I got so much audio here now, but I really wanted to play this for you guys. Um, let's see, where are you? Uh, yeah. Let me just play that part that I'm talking about, you know, where, uh, from the little factory talk. Let me just play this for everyone. Then I'll play the other clip, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Okay, hang on just a moment here. All right, here we go. This is uh, Boyd K. Packer in the uh, Little Factory Talk. While touring a mission on one occasion, a missionary said he had something to confess. I was very worried because he just could not get himself to tell me what he had done. After patient encouragement, he finally blurted out, I hit my companion. Oh, is that all, I said in great relief. <laughs> but I floored him, he said. After a little more uh, research into what had happened, my response was, well, thanks. Somebody had to do it, and it wouldn't, <laughs> and it wouldn't be well for a general authority to solve a problem in that way. The thing that's shocking to me is the laughter, you know. 
the the laughter of the audience. I mean, he's talking about hitting somebody and knocking them down, and how you know someone has to do it. I mean, and, and everyone's just laughing hysterically. It's like wow. Now I'm not recommending that course to you, my young friends, but I'm not omitting it. You must. <laughs> You must protect yourselves. There is a falsehood that some are born with an attraction to their own kind and that they can do nothing about it. They are just that way. And that is, that is a malicious, destructive lie. It is of the devil. No one is locked into that kind of life. From our premortal existence, we were directed into a physical body. There is no mismatching of bodies and spirits. Boys are to become men, masculine, manly men, ultimately to become husbands and fathers. No one is predestined to a life of perversion. Even those who have been drawn into wicked practices and are bound by almost unyielding habits can escape. If one of you seems trapped into that, escape. Go to your father or bishop, please. Your parents, your bishop, the servants of the Lord, the angels of heaven, and the Lord himself will help redeem you from it. Young Latter-day Saints, do not tamper with these powers, neither with yourself alone, nor with any of your own kind. There you go. There's one. I'm trying to find the other one. I can't find it. I got so many damn clips here. I'm, I just cannot seem to find the one I'm looking for. Uh, that was from, uh, I think, the 2012 General Conference. Uh, let me just look one more time here. Just bear with me for a moment. See if I can find it. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was you know it's the one I play in the intro every night. You know where Packer talks about you know. Why would Heavenly Father do that to anyone? Which is, you know, like, allow them to be gay or send them down here to be gay. Yet at the same time, on their own website, what did they say again? You know, they said that the, uh, you know, it's, it's very complex and that, you know, they did not choose to have such attractions. But why would Heavenly Father do that? That's a good question, isn't it, Mr. Packer? May uh, the Mormon God curse your soul. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just amazing. So, again, they're just talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're trying to, uh, to have it both ways. And very sadly, uh, a lot of people are allowing that to be the case, and they're allowing that to happen. So, um, I don't know, it's unfortunate and it's sad because there's really absolutely no reason to believe a word they say, but everybody does. Anyway, that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell the truth, and I'm here to let people know what's really going on in this uh, cult and the damage that they're causing to so many people, especially the youth. And it's just, uh, it's just tragic. I mean, it's absolutely tragic, and it continues to go on. So anyway, uh, I hope that somehow this show can help people to see the light, uh, to understand what's going on, that you can share it with others, help others to know what's happening. 
Um, I don't know why it's so hard, but uh, apparently there's a lot of people. I, I, you know, again, you know, I was telling my, my wife earlier, like in this neighborhood where I live, there are a lot of really good people, you know, and I think most of these people, there's quite a few that I'm pretty sure at this point, I think they're willfully ignorant. A lot of them, they just don't want to know. So they don't look it up or they believe it's anti-Mormon lies or whatever. But I think there's a lot of people in this neighborhood that if they actually knew the truth, uh, actually, let me say, I hope, <laughs> I hope there's a lot of people in this neighborhood that if they heard the truth, they would be like, wow, I can't be a part of that anymore. Just like I said, like most of you said, you know, um, you know, and so I was saying, if I were to call a big meeting for the neighborhood and I started out the meeting generically listing all the things that the church has done, you know, in their history or what their doctrines have been or currently are. If I were to go through and say, you know, how many of you believe that it's okay to, you know, condemn black people? How many of you think it's okay to, you know, ban interracial marriage and, and, you know, tell them that if they do it, that they will have death on the spot, you know, like instant execution. And the only way to really atone for it would be to have their heads and their children's heads cut off. You know, how many would agree with that? I'd be like, ooh, that's terrible. Uh, you know, how many of you agree that um, it would be okay to mass murder 121 plus innocent people and then, you know, rob their bodies and take their clothes. And, oh my God, that's terrible. You know, I mean, I could go through a whole list of things. You know, how many of you think it's okay to drive people to suicide, to, you know, hate people, to, I mean, I could go through a whole list of shit and they'd all be like, that's terrible. That's awful. You know, I mean, I could have everyone, you know, like admitting that all these things are terrible generically. And then that, the, the tough part would be to come back and say, okay, now how many of you believe that it was okay for, you know, oh yeah, how many of you support child brides? How many of you support grown men marrying little girls? How many of you support a guy in his 30s telling a 12-year-old, you're going to be my first polygamous wife? You know, I mean, that would probably give it away at that point. Of course, they would know what I was building towards, you know, unless they were truly clueless and naive, which maybe a lot of them are. Um, you know, and then, and then go into it and say, okay, how many are okay with Joseph Smith marrying a 14-year-old? How many of you are okay with Joseph Smith marrying other men's wives? How many of you, and then I could fill in the blanks, you know, like I, I, would, I could lay it out generically and then lay it out specifically in relation to the church. Mount Meadows Massacre, are you, know, you guys okay with that? You know, and then they went and picked the bodies clean and took their clothes and their jewelry and their money and their wallets and, you know, and, uh, and then they extorted the children when the families came to get them and wanted to be paid for feeding them and clothing them, you know. I mean, you could go on and on and on. And I just, I mean, I would like to think that I could at least get to like 75% of the people that would be like, wow, I had no idea. I didn't know that if that's all true. You know, and I would tell everyone, hey, verify it. Or here, here's a list of where you can verify everything I just said. You know, go to all these references, go to your local library. You know, you can look up church history where Joseph Smith said he was greater than Christ. And, uh, you know, Brigham Young said these horrible things are all in the Journal of Discourses and you know, I mean, I, I would like to hope that, but it'd probably be more likely uh, maybe 25%. I mean, it could even be lower uh, because so many of these people, 
just believe it's true no matter what. And they don't seem to care, you know, about the facts. Uh, but I, I would just like to, th you know, think that based on humanity, that there would be enough goodness in these people that I could convince 75 or 80 percent of these people to leave Mormonism, you know. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, um, I, I have these thoughts from time to time. Like, if I did this, what would happen? You know. So I don't know. Who knows? But uh, it's interesting to think about. You know. I mean, you can even just take it to the people in your life, like the people that you know that are active in the church. I mean, I honestly don't know one. I, I mean, I actually have one person that I still consider a friend, and he doesn't have any issues with anything that I've ever told him. Um, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but uh, at the time, last time we talked, he had no issues with any of it. Interestingly, all of his children have left the church. And I, and I said to him, you know, and they left for, you know, similar reasons that we've all left. The facts, the history, the doctrines, you know, the, the stuff we didn't know. And now we do. And they left because of that. So it's like, hmm, what does that tell you? You know, like, you don't have a problem with it, but all of your children did. I mean, it tells me he raised them right. You know, he raised them with morals and values and, and a, a comp, you know, a, I guess a compass or an, an inner compass to say, hey, I'm not going to go in that direction. And so they were all raised in the church very strongly, I might add. And they've all left, every one of them. So uh, I don't know. I, I guess I had to give him a call. Maybe he's woken up, but I doubt it. Um, he, he, had some, he had some experiences within the church that convinced him it was true. You know, just little things that happened here and there. And he's like, there's no way that could have happened if the church wasn't true. And then, but to be honest, the examples had nothing to do with the church. They were just things that happened, and he related them to the church anyway. All right, folks. Well, hey, uh, it, was, uh, it was great to be back. I enjoyed doing the show again. It's been a long time. I've missed it more than you guys know. Uh, I've missed all of you, uh, but I'm back. So let's hope that uh, things will run smoothly from here until the end of the year and beyond because I want it to. <laughs> Trust me, life is easier when things run smoothly, right? Um, so uh, anyway... Um, have a great rest of the night. Uh, I'm going to start releasing my shows every day for everyone so you can download them. I'm in the process of getting uh, all of that uh, finalized here. So I will uh, be able to put these shows out for you each morning. So you guys will have them when you're driving to work or coming home from work or whenever you want to listen to them. They'll be available. And uh, again, I just really appreciate everybody's uh, support uh, during this uh, hiatus that I've had. And during the whole time I've been doing the show, coming up on three years. So thanks again. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you. And, you know, keep doing all that you can do. Spread the word. Uh, you know, share the shows with everyone. I think we're going to have, you know, do extra damage uh, with the shows being released uh, every day. And then I'm going to also start working on my back catalog of all the shows that I've done over the last two and a half years. And so that'll be... Uh, That'll be amazing to get all those out there, and I'm excited about that. And we'll go from there. So, uh, again, thanks, everyone, for uh, all you do. Keep up the great work. Thanks for your support, and we will see you tomorrow morning. And we're shooting for 1 a.m., so we'll see you guys then. Take care, and uh, have a good rest of your day or night. Take care.